Hello everyone, this is Jay Dobbins, your host of the Marvel slash DC Universe Fan Club. We are now at episode 2, and I'll be discussing four topics. One, Tilda uh, Swinton praising Marvel Studios for diversity in casting her in the upcoming film Doctor Strange. The second will be what, what comes after Marvel's uh, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, and more. Third topic would be uh, Wolverine's official title, poster, and of course, more. And last but not least, uh, Ben Affleck possibly changing the Batman title to his movie. I'll start with Tilda Swinton praising uh, Marvel Studios for diversity in the Doctor Strange film. The 55-year-old actress portrays the Ancient One in the superhero movie who is responsible for teaching injured surgeon Stephen Strange, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, the, martial, uh, the mystic arts and turning him uh, into the Sorcerer Supreme, which is the protector of Earth. In the original comic book series, the character, the Ancient One, is a 500-year-old man of Himalayan descent. And some critics online accused Tilda's casting as a loss for ethnic diversity for the movie. However, the 55-year-old British actress insists Marvel is doing more to create a diverse and uh, eclectic world than Marvel Studios, especially with this film as Nigerian ac uh, British actress, uh, sorry, actor, Ch Chiwetel Ejiofor. Bro, sorry, his name is very hard to pronounce. He plays Baron Mordo, a Caucasian Transylvanian in the comic books. And Benedict Wong's character Wong has an increased role than is depicted in print. In an interview with Out Magazine, Miss Swinton said, "The Mar and I quote, the Marvel, uh, the f sorry, the Marvel film." has uh, made in which they created a part for which I was uh, not bad casting, in actual fact, uh, is a departure from the source material in more ways than one. Ironically, their casting is positive, uh, sorry, positively diverse in this case. The ancient one in this film was never written as the bearded old Tibetan man portrayed in the comics. Baron Mordo, a Caucasian Transylvanian in the graphic novels, uh, is here played by Chiwetel Ejiofor, uh, four, and uh, Benedict Wong plays a newly expanded and significant role as Wong, who in the comics is a mini-minor character. I believe in Marvel's wholehearted commitment to creating a diverse and vibrant universe, Avoiding stereotype and cliche whenever possible in a determination to keep things fresh and lively. There may be people who do not like these changes, but I am hopeful that when they see the film itself, they may understand why these particular balances were struck. Uh, Tell the hope, well, end quote, Tell the hopes it won't be long before we get the first openly gay superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel has had characters come out in comic book storylines, including Iceman, who, 
in April 2015, in issue 40 of the comic book All New X-Men, was revealed to be homosexual by his teammate Jean Grey, who could hear his inner thoughts due to her telepic abilities. And Tilda believes it won't be long for that positive message to transmit to the big screen. She said, and I quote, We are also still looking forward to our first gay Marvel superhero, naturally. Let's hope that's only a matter of time. Doctor Strange is due for release in November 2016. Now, let's talk about topic number two. What comes after Marvel's Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Defenders, and more? Uh, Marvel's Luke Cage might just have come out on Friday, you know, like last Friday, uh, but if you race to the end of its 13 episodes like we did, you were likely already, you know, ready for more. Fortunately, Marvel and Netflix have plenty on the horizon, and with Iron Fist's newly announced premiere date, the wait is going to be bearable. Here's a breakdown of what's coming up for Netflix offerings in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Let's start with Iron Fist. Marvel's Iron Fist will serve as an origin story for Danny Rand, who plays, you know, who's played by Finn Jones, best known for the Game of Thrones series. The fourth and uh, final of Marvel's street-level heroes to be introduced before the Defenders, his standalone series will be his debut in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, though there were some Easter eggs layered into Luke Cage that hinted to at how the shows will all connect you know, together. There will be some familiar faces appearing on Iron Fist. Carrie Ann Most is confirmed to be reprising her Jessica Jones role as Jerry Hogarth and is also assumed... And it's also assumed uh, Rosario Dawson's Claire Temple will cross over after appearing in all four other Netflix uh, Marvel seasons. Uh, new characters include uh, Jessica Henwick as Colleen Wing. And it's been teased that season one will probably uh, have more villains than any of, the, our, any of the other Netflix shows. Uh, with Marvel's Iron Fist having a panel at uh, New York Comic Con this weekend, which is pretty much this week, expect more details about the show to be coming soon. So, fingers crossed, will Lean uh, Misty Knight will pop up in that series too. So, let's talk, and now let's talk about Marvel's The Defenders. Uh, Daredevil Season 2 showrunners Doug Petrie and Marco Ramirez are heading the hotly anticipated Marvel team-up TV show The Defenders. The first teaser for the series seemed to imply that the Hand, the villainous organization Daredevil has been fighting in Season 2, might be the big threat for Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. But the plot of the 8th episode season hasn't been confirmed. Beyond the core Four heroes, both Echo Darville's Malcolm DeCassi and Simone Messick's Misty Knight, are slated to appear with John Berthal's 
Frank Castle, who appeared in the second season of Daredevil, being rumored for the show as well. Like all standalone Netflix shows, The Defenders will once again very much be a New York set series focused on a conflict that threatens the city. The challenge here is we've got, and this is a quote from Marco Ramirez. Sorry, I'll start over. Uh, he said, and I quote, the challenge here is we've got four really powerful people teaming together, and so we need to come up with something that's worthy of their fist and fury, Ramirez told IGN. And he said again, and I quote, I think we did. I think we absolutely did. It's really hard, though. They're so powerful when all four of them are together. You're like, who is, you know, a challenge. So, that concludes that part. Now, let's talk about Marvel's The Punisher. Given that The Punisher just recently started filming Season 1, it's safe to assume we'll be seeing that standalone series make its debut in 2018. Or, maybe sooner than we think. Uh, the Punisher is the first spin-off series from the previously established Defenders timeline. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. And shows that Netflix isn't afraid to diverge into new shows about popular Marvel heroes if the influence is there for it. Steve, uh, Steve Lightfoot, who is a writer and executive producer on Hannibal will serve as showrunner on Marvel's The Punisher and write the first two episodes. If The Punisher follows the precedent of Luke Cage, its first season likely won't lean too heavily on the events of Daredevil and will branch off into its own distinct series. Given the rumors that Frank Castle will appear in The Defenders and the fact his origin story was pretty explicitly covered in Daredevil Season 2, the hope is that The Punisher Season 1 is going to progress his story from villain to anti-hero without spending too much time looking backwards. So that concludes that one. Now let's talk about Marvel's Jessica Jones Season 2. Even though Jessica Jones came out in 2015, its season was shelved until the after the Defenders comes out, meaning we won't uh, likely that we likely won't catch up with Jessica on her solo solo adventures until 2018. But the writers' room is currently busy working on season two, and showrunner Melissa Rosenberg teased to us recently that. She's not out to try to recapture what uh, worked about Kilgrave as a villain in Season 2. She said, and I quote, The objective is not to match that, not to try to do that again. Adding that Season 2 will introduce some new characters that are only interesting in how they relate to our existing characters. And she says, and I quote, We can really get into some very uh, interesting aspects of their characters and where they're from and where they're going. All these things. I'm super excited about that. End quote. 
So that concludes Jessica Jones. Now, let's talk about Daredevil Season 3. Marvel confirmed that the third season of Daredevil at um, San Diego Comic-Con... Well, of course, sorry. They confirmed that. Um, with the promise that the new season is coming soon. Speculation has it that the show could return in 2018. Especially since Netflix head Ted Sarandos recently said... The intention is for there to be less downtime in between each of the seasons, meaning the company will hopefully release more than two episodes of its Marvel shows a year. Daredevil's big cliffhangers center around the Hand and Electra's fate, both of which will likely be addressed in The Defenders. Season 3's journey for Daredevil will presumably be hinted at when that show concludes. So that's it for Daredevil, of course. Let's talk about Luke Cage Season 2. Marvel isn't offici hasn't uh, officially announced a second season of Luke Cage, but it seems pretty likely that there's going to be a follow-up to Luke Cage's solo outing. It's impossible to anticipate the evolution of Marvel's Netflix shows by the time an opportunity for Luke Cage Season 2 rolls around. But chances are it will pick up with the Diamondback cliffhanger at the end of Season 1 and potentially see him teaming up with his comics uh, buddies, Iron Fist, uh, later. And of course, you know, Jessica Jones and Daredevil after their pair work together in The Defenders. Who's going to complain if Season 2 ends... Being a you know ends up being a rift on the Heroes of Hire, which was a comic book that was published in 1998. So let's so that concludes Luke Cage. Now let's talk about the Avengers: Infinity War. Yay! Marvel hasn't confirmed one way or another whether the Defenders will appear in 2018's Avengers: Infinity War or its untitled nine two, sorry 2019 sequel. But given the success of the Netflix shows, it's hard to imagine if the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe films will continue to uh, turn a blind eye to their small screen counterparts. Though the Russos called uh, integrating the Netflix heroes into the movies complicated. Hopefully, there's at least a passing nod to the work of the Defenders. Um... Well, what they're doing, of course, what they're doing in the streets of New York, sprinkled into the films, where the focus is saving the galaxy. Now, a lot of people are saying that, oh, you know, the Marvel shows like Agents of Shield, um, you know, Luke Cage, Daredevil, Iron Fist, The Defenders, Jessica Jones. They're saying that, oh, all including the Punisher. They're like, oh, yeah, they're all gonna, you know, appear in the you know, Infinity War uh, films. But, uh, you know, honestly, I'm thinking that's not the case. You know, you got to keep Marvel Cinema and Marvel Television separate. Otherwise, it'll look tacky. But this information here, I got from Internet Movie Database, um, saying that the actors of the Netflix shows, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, have all contracts that say if Marvel wants them in a movie, they will have to be in it. So the rumor is that if they'll ever, you know, 
being one, it will be this one. However, the Russo brothers have said that having the Defenders show up in the film is too complicated and that the movies are controlled by Kevin Feige while the TV shows by NBC and Netflix are controlled by others. Now, it's been confirmed that they won't be in parts 1 and 2 of Infinity War. The Russo brothers have confirmed that the movie will be having a roster of 67 characters on it. It has not been said how many of these characters that are already introduced and how many of them we have not yet seen. So that concludes 